1: I do like the idea of sex, war, and baskets. Sex, war, and baskets. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
2: like she, that's like what she does in her
1: calm down moment. Like, that's her, like, calm stage or granny moment. The rest of her is just wild.
0: <laughs> she weaves baskets while having sex after war. <laughs> <laughs>
2: stop 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 i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna fuck up the pattern other
1: people smoke a cigarette after sex and war athena weaves baskets real
2: fucking taboos don't you know don't you know these women over here
1: Hey girl, hey. Hi. How goes it?
0: It goes. How goes it for you?
1: It goes. Happy Tuesday.
0: Happy Tuesday. How was your day today, my dearest darling
1: love of my life? It was extremely busy. How about yours?
0: My day was somber, but sprinkled with moments of pride. That that was my day.
1: That sounds like a really weird cake. It was. (laughs) Not quite as good as better than sex cake.
0: Probably not.
1: Why was your day like that?
0: Well, I had some proud points and I had some somber points. Proud point number one is that I confirmed today that the words highest and honors were on my transcript because I graduated with a 4.0. That
1: is fucking incredible.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm pretty proud of myself, really. That That was a thing today. That was real. Then there was a whole lot of somber because today is the anniversary of George Floyd's death, which is a really big deal for me personally. I feel that pretty deeply. So that was really weighing on me all day. However, pride point number two is pretty cool and a story that I haven't shared with you yet that I think I would like to share with you right now because... I really feel like it encapsulates the entire 365-day journey that has been my awakening.
1: I am ready. Okay.
0: So for my birthday trip, I went on a really cool hike up in the UP and it was really beautiful and I loved every second of it. I had zero plan. I had zero anything. I just went and I had the most amazing time. And as part of that trip, I stopped at a bar just for some food. I realized it was like 930 at night and I hadn't eaten really anything other than maybe a nut or butter (laughs) that day. So I stopped at this bar and everything was totally fine until this man started getting real loud real quick and started throwing out the N-word. And he was sitting at a table with two of his friends. Everybody in this bar was white. There were about 14 or 15 people in the bar total. And I don't even know what happened. I just saw red. And I walked up to their table and I said, excuse me, gentlemen, but your superior genetics are showing and I'm going to need you to quiet the fuck down because you're not allowed to say that word in my presence. Snap. And the one dude, the dude who I was standing closest to, mind you, mind you. My hair is in braids. I am wearing a red flannel and shorts. And I don't know if y'all know this, but I'm a white girl. <laughs> I'm a real white girl. So this was probably a strange scene to begin with. And one of the gentlemen, who wasn't a gentleman at all, who I had approached, like looked up at me and was like, oh, sweet Jesus, the girl of my dreams. As I'm saying, you racist motherfuckers better shut your fat mouths. Okay. Okay. So then, the loudmouth who had been saying the things was trying to tell me he could say shit, whatever he wanted in public because freedom of speech, First Amendment. I'm not getting into that with anybody. I will destroy that argument. Don't even. But uh, it got to the point where the wait staff came over because I was screaming so loud and he was screaming so loud and i looked at the waitress and i said this gentleman is trying to convince me that the owner of this establishment would be fine with him throwing around the n-word could you please call the owner and confirm that for me and she looked at him and she was like you get the fuck out of my bar i'm not talking to you right now so he left I finished my meal and I went to leave and I was pulling up my GPS in the car with my doors locked, windows up, totally as safe as I can be. I'm literally parked right in front of the bar and dude came out and tapped on my window and was like, I'm really sorry. We just had a lot to drink and and I was just running my mouth and I'm really sorry and whatever. And I was like, yeah, I know you had a lot to drink, but you don't get to talk like that. And he was like, there's nothing wrong with what I said. And he just started going off and I snapped on him i don't recall what i said because i was pretty upset (laughs) but it got to the point where the bar staff had to come out and get me because he was making a real scene and they know him personally and i stood there toe to toe not afraid totally totally not afraid to scream in his face about how fucking wrong he was
1: i am super proud of you for taking a stance And I'm super proud of you that you did it in a safe manner.
0: I really was proud of myself that a year ago, I wouldn't even have known what to say in that situation. Mm -hmm. It would have triggered me, but I wouldn't have known what to do or what to say or be adequately prepared to be the only white person in the room saying, shut your fucking racist mouth. And that was pretty cool. And I was really fucking proud of myself for that.
1: Yeah, it's also cool that the white staff was there for you you know what i mean
0: real real and also now there are 14 people in shingleton michigan who know that it's not safe to use the n-word just because you're in the presence of other white people that's a big fucking deal to me Mm -hmm. so shout out to those 14 people (laughs) y'all i hope that you never forget the angry little white girl who was willing to tell sammy to shut his fucking mouth fuck sammy
1: Fuck, Sammy.
0: So there, that was, that was my day. That was what I had to share about today.
1: Yeah, definitely a full circle moment.
0: Real. But it was a cute little bar. It was. It was very Upper Michigan. Indeed. Indeed.
1: <laughs> I know exactly what you mean by that.
0: And they serve drinks at bars, which leads me to my next question, which is, what are you drinking? See what I did there? See it? See it? See it? See it?
1: I am drinking... Actually, you mentioned Michigan, so now I'm curious as to where this is from. <laughs> okay, I'm not sure where it's from, but this is called Four Phantoms. It's an American blonde ale by War Pigs, and I don't know, there's a lot of names on here, so I'm just going to read them all. Okay. So the primary brewery, I think, is War Pigs, but it also says Three Floyds and McKellar, and I don't know if maybe that's the art on the can, because the art is incredible.
0: Oh my god, so cool. Oh, it's like a tribal sons of anarchy, indigenous beautifulness. Oh my God. That's so fucking cool.
1: Oh, he's like a Viking or like a Greco-Roman thing. I can't even, can't even tell.
0: I see it now. He looks like, he looks like Hermes.
1: Yeah. He has the winged helmet Yeah, or winged helmet, I should say. So the description is ethereal American blonde ale rising triumphant from the daily trials of monotony. And it is delicious. I didn't even know that I liked Bondale. I don't even know what that is, but it's good.
0: <laughs> I don't even know what that is. I love you.
1: What are you drinking?
0: I have this beverage that I actually was incredibly skeptical of. It is a passion fruit pineapple papaya marshmallow sour. Uh-huh. Yeah. By Weldworks Brewing Company. And, um, okay, I would like to start with the disclaimer of I don't love marshmallow. I don't love marshmallow anything. I don't like marshmallow. I don't like the only time I eat marshmallow or enjoy it is in s'mores and I have like a five s'more per summer capita. So I'm not a huge fan of marshmallow. However, this beverage is fucking delightful. It legitimately tastes like it tastes like a Jolly Rancher. It's so fucking good. It's super sweet, but it's not like it's not it's not sweet though. It's it's kind of like a watermelon jolly rancher except I don't love watermelon, jolly ranchers. I like this better.
1: Yeah, you basically just listed a ton of things that you hate and then said you like the beer.
0: <laughs> I did do that. That is accurate. That is exactly what I did, and that's real. But I really don't I really don't hate it. I'm trying to see if there's like a thing on here. That
1: can is really cute.
0: Isn't it? Isn't it so cute? Looks like a little party. It totally made me think of a pineapple upside down cake too, so I was like, fuck yeah. It doesn't say shit on here about it, about it, other than it's a sour wheat ale. So I'm going to stop looking at the can now.
1: Noted. So we just finished up our Girls Just Wanna Have Fun month, and we're rolling right into another themed month. Girls just wanna have fun. Celeste can also sing you this month's theme. Wait, 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 though. I'm
0: not ready. You didn't sing last time
1: that's not happening
0: can you please sing either one of last time's series title or intro sing this month's series title no pick the lesser of two evils
1: baby come on come on there is no lesser of two evils both are in (laughs) keys that are completely out of my range not that i even have a range but if i did those would be completely out of them
0: okay let's see what i got let me try <clears throat> Gimme a beat.
1: Right? Is that how it goes? Let's hear it for the boys. There we go. Was that okay? Yeah, do the second part though because now I feel like it's incomplete.
0: Oh, okay. Let's hear from my baby. <laughs> I don't know the rest of the fucking words. Let's
1: you missed. <laughs> Let's give the boys a hand. Let's give the boys a hand.
0: Yeah, okay, 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 okay,
1: okay. There we go. Okay, okay, should
0: I do it again or no?
1: (laughs) No, I think it was absolutely perfect the way it was. I
0: hate you. Okay, let's go.
1: So I would love if you could tell our listeners what we're kicking off this series with as far as the topic goes. Or if you want to explain this series or anything because I am doing awesome.
0: We are doing we are doing good. I was about to just jump right into it too, so you're totally fine. This month, we are going to be celebrating men. We're going to be celebrating men in a lot of ways. In dad ways, in just the fact that they are men kind of ways. We're going to be talking about a lot of stuff that really seriously we think society doesn't talk about enough as it relates to men as a whole. Would you like to know a fun fact?
1: I was not expecting this question. Yes, I would. Neither of us are men. Oh, wow. Very surprised.
0: I know that that's surprising to you and I'm sure to our listeners as well. But I think it's really important for our listeners to know that we are not going to have a series all about men by ourselves. That would be unfair because we're women. How could we speak to the problems of men by ourselves? That just is inappropriate and weird and fucking goofy. And I think that our listeners should know that we are not gonna go into this series ill-prepared or solo sided.
1: Are you saying hint hint wink wink there may be some guests?
0: I'm saying hint, hint, wink, wink, yes.
1: Do we need to roll out the red carpet? Burp, burp, burp,
0: burp. Actually, our first guest for this series just got here. So let's go grab him before we introduce today's topic.
1: Beautiful.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: my god I love that you have a cosmic background
2: <laughs> oh I love that shirt I got my swag on hello hello special guest oh hey there hi how are you hi. it's so amazing to be here I'm really excited
1: oh okay this is weird now that I'm hearing you talk AJ I realize that we have accents
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: no we don't no this is really the first time I've ever noticed it this is really weird for me
0: I don't... AJ, say something. Say something with an accent.
2: (laughs) With an accent? You want me to go Wisconsin on you? Listen, Wisconsin, North Dakota, Minnesota canada in that region all blend together a little bit of south dakota but i think they're more kind of normal chicago has their own fucking shit they're dealing with and michigan has their own shit they're dealing with but minnesota wisconsin north dakota that region of canada all blends together and so whenever anyone's like oh like you said hey that's canada i'm like no bro i lived in fargo all right (laughs) trust me (laughs) that's fucking something people said on a regular basis check your shit don't you know (laughs)
1: Sorry, guys. I got really distracted there for a second.
2: (laughs) I'm here for it.
1: And
0: you didn't even properly introduce our guest. How rude. No, I didn't. Dear listeners, we are absolutely thrilled and honored to have one of our favorite dads, the Stoned from Dads on Dayquil. And the crowd goes wild.
1: Ah. (laughs) (sighs) That was my contribution. (laughs)
2: i'm so excited to be here we
1: are so excited to have you
2: thank you so much for having me i really really appreciate this i've been looking forward to this for a while
1: yes before we dive into why you're here real quick i'd love to ask you what you're drinking please today
2: i am triple fisting right now so uh i am aj aka the stone from the dad's Undaquil podcast i make my own mead which is aka hooch aka Nectar of the Gods, aka Nectar of the Piss that is from Bubba and Cell Block C, aka blueberry mead from AJ's Closet. Ooh. And this is basically honey wine. And I made it myself. And it's really, really easy. And I feel like it should be illegal. (laughs) Like, I mean, if you like, you could homebrew for yourself and it's like no problem. Like as soon as you sell, it's an issue. But I got blueberry mead. And then I'm also drinking a Kona Big Wave. Nice. This is uh, like one of my favorite beers. Let's see if it shows. There we go.
0: I love, I love Big Waves.
2: Yes. Yes. And then the third thing I have is not so much alcohol. (laughs) it is something different they call me the stone for a reason baby i am smoking the death star this is some crazy shit i got from washington and go put you on your hands
1: <laughs> welcome to a legal state dear listeners
2: yes yes soon we're like 20 states in right now and it's in congress i think it's gonna pass real quick like next year
1: oh wisconsin's gonna be like last on that list if not second to last But anyways.
0: (laughs) I do appreciate, though, that there has at least been conversation about it in our state. It's not like, I agree we're probably going to be last, but it's not like we're last because we sat on our hands about it. Mm -hmm. We're going to be last because the Bar League is going to fuck us forever.
2: Yeah.
1: Yep. And Evers is trying to push something, but he's going to get cock blocked, so...
2: Idaho is trying to put through legislation that's like, even if it's federally legal, they're still going to make it illegal in their state. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Do you know how much money Nevada made? Nevada had a national emergency. They tried to retract it and say that it was fa- it was fake news. No, it was real. That was real shit. And then the government got shit for it, but made like 60 or 90 million in the first month. Come on. It's taxes. It's good taxes to have. Let's get our states in line. Everyone wants a little bit of weed
0: telepathy hey there telepathy telepathy amazing but speaking of taboo topics should we discuss what we're going to be talking about today
2: oh yes this is gonna piss so many people off and i'm fucking here for it
0: just wait till you hear our disclaimer my darling aj give me a drum roll today our subject is going to be sex toys i'm so excited
2: hell yeah I'm ready for this.
0: Allie, are you so excited? Yeah, I just
1: got really confused in my head and thinking that our theme for this month was boys just want to have fun because of this episode.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, you suggested this theme and then I said, this is where we should put this episode and you said, okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: What? I no. don't know. <laughs> But continuing on. A l-
2: l- little bit of confusion or tension in the taboos camp over there. I'm not sure, but I'm here for it.
1: Celeste so likes to imagine random conversations with me that didn't occur. That's real.
0: I do do that. It's true.
2: You know, I think it's healthy. I think everybody does it. And whoever denies it is like, come on, come on. We gotta have some fun with our lives here, you know? I mean, you you may have called me a, you know, a good person at heart. But I know deep down inside of my mind, there's a part of me that wants to be like, nah, man, that bro wants to fight you. Just called you a asshole. <laughs> you gotta have fun every now and then. As long as you don't cross the line gonna have fun it's
0: true i'm sure we're gonna cross some lines today though and i'm here for it send it shall we get into today's disclaimer before we start talking about some toys let's Down. This week's episode will have a content warning as we will be discussing explicit concepts, which isn't weird, right? Welcome to Taboos. We are also discussing sexually explicit content morally not suitable for the consumption of minors. However, it is the position of Allie and myself that the concepts discussed in this episode do not discriminate to the age of any person should they choose to explore their bodies and sexuality as a whole. Allie and I are firm believers that sexuality should not have any societal boundaries as long as all parties are consenting adults. Shout out to our episode on consent if you're confused as to what that means. Rapists, pedophiles, and people who hurt animals, y'all can choke on a stick. Thank you so much. We will be moving forward with the following information and conversation with the intention of normalizing sexuality, personal preference, and the freedom of physical expression. As always, we must impress sexuality encompasses so many concepts and And you are free to do what you choose with your body always. Something sexual that makes you feel good is never a bad thing in whatever that means to you in the infinite scenarios it could possibly mean. So without further ado, the Taboos team, along with one of our favorite dads, proudly presents today's taboo topic, sex toys. And to those people who don't respect that sexuality and someone's own body is theirs to explore, enjoy, and love, y'all should stick around, even if it's just for this episode. So after, you can properly go fuck yourself.
2: Goddamn right. Well said. Fucking here for it.
0: Thank you. (laughs) I'm so excited. Any thoughts, comments, questions, concerns before we get this show on the road?
2: No, no. I think we're pretty solid.
0: Cheers. Cheers. I'll drink to that. Salud. All right. Let's get freaky. Let us start with where it all began shall we cue
1: nope please continue <laughs> no i was just gonna make one of those back in time noises but i realized i don't know how they go
2: ali i was really hoping this was gonna happen <laughs> 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 oh i love you two so much so now uh, you
0: know it's not like a show now you know this is real this is how we really do shit
2: <laughs> hell yeah
0: <laughs> amazing so this article was called Sex Toys, A Brief History, and I thought that that was a pretty legit place to start. Quote, if you thought sex toys were invented in the 20th century, think again. Let's talk about a brief history of how sex toys have played a major role in the world for centuries. Centuries. Are you guys really ready to hear how old sex toys go back? Yeah. Brace yourselves.
2: I got handles.
0: Anybody want to
1: guess?
2: Uh, let's go... 10,000 BC.
1: That was pretty legit guess, Allie girl. I'm going to say 6,000 BC.
0: Whoa, wrong direction, my love. But good guess. <laughs> the correct answer is 29,000 BC. Yeah. Jesus. Just kidding. By 29,000 years.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, my God.
2: I think God has left this conversation at this point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> my special guest notebook actually
1: said that. But it did? <laughs> yeah. Love it. Also, now that there's a dad on, incoming more dad jokes, apparently. Oh, yes. So, to be,
0: clear, to be clear, for anybody who hasn't heard some of our previous episodes, shout out to the No Pants Dance. That is older than the Bible. That is older than porn. And that is older than old. 29,000 BC is super fucking old. Quote, the oldest sex toy known to man is dated around 29,000 BC. It is Paleolithic stone phallus discovered in a cave in southwestern Germany by archaeologist Petra Kesselbach. It is speculated if it was actually used as a dildo or if it was more of an idol sculpture. However, its shape of a real penis, the way it is polished, and the material that it's made of, which was silt stone led the scientists to believe that it was used as a sex toy and let me tell you guys this thing was quite literally a rock that looked like a penis
2: yeah rock solid theory that is
1: that's generally what stone is oh thank you ellie (laughs) no problem that was so helpful anytime
2: i'm also stoned what
0: (laughs) (laughs) fast forwarding to 500 bc oh there we go was that the noise you wanted no but that was a noise you're right. It was a noise.
1: You are so observant. We determined how many episodes ago. Uh, they're like, I'm going to get a soundboard up in here. Yeah, exactly. Then I'm not a person that <laughs> makes the additional sounds.
2: Come on, don't get a soundboard. Like It's coming from my own show. I'm always there making sounds myself. Real. So I'm like, you know what? I'm here rooting for it. Celeste. You got to go over there, and make your own sounds, because if you get a soundboard, you're sold out.
1: I know. That's what I'm telling you. Oh, no. She is our soundboard. 100%. I am. But I always
0: encourage Allie to be the soundboard, too, because she makes some decent sounds. Her Yoshi kills me every time. Just, I can't do a Yoshi. I can't do it. I need her to be <laughs> that person.
1: <Such> random conversation.
2: <laughs> mm. Okay. I, I think I think you've been put on the spot now. I think Avery in the next room wants to hear the Yoshi sound as well.
1: Yoshi. born hop
2: i love it i love it
0: thank you for blessing me with that moment
2: (laughs) sorry to get us derailed continue
0: back to 500 bc the now famous Ben Wall balls came into existence in Japan. They were known as Rinno Tama. In the original form, they were only one ball and it was designed to enhance a guy's pleasure during intercourse, which I thought was really fascinating that it started as a male pleasure toy and then turned into a female pelvic floor exercise toy. How cool and versatile.
1: Wait, please hold. Okay, hang on. Wait, wait. Was it originally a male pleasure toy as in inserted into the anus or was it in the female? Do you get what I'm saying? I'm confused. Please explain. I do.
0: I don't have an explanation for that because this one specifically did not have a diagram. I do not know what this
1: one was for. I'm going to go with both. I'm just going to go with both. That's now canon.
0: I love that. Let your freak flake fly. Yeah.
2: Maybe maybe rub it against the ABC?
1: Yeah. Who
0: knows? I don't know. Who knows? Mm. We're not here to judge.
2: By the way, for those out there wondering what the ABC is, that's the ass ball connector. AKA the taint.
0: I love you. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually they evolved into the familiar toy that we know today two balls that were designed to help women improve the strength of her pelvic floor muscles. So that's what I was saying of, I don't know the difference, I don't know what was what, but I do think it's cool that that concept was versatile for both men and women, and that was from 500 BC, proving that sex toys could be used for men and women from not as long as could go back in time, but like still pretty far back in time.
2: Yeah, definitely. That's really interesting. It's like, Hmm.
0: These first appeared in the West at the end of the 16th century where they were used primarily by men while in Thailand were used to promote penis enlargement. So let's acknowledge in 500 BC, shout out to the birthplace of Psy shaming.
1: Yeah, that's insane.
2: <laughs> that's why that's they call it Bangkok. <laughs> but Oh, too good.
0: Then our next pit stop is in 300 BC. the first documented use of a dildo comes from ancient Greece where merchants sold something called alispos fashioned from stone or leather or in some cases wood. The alispos became a tool bought primarily by single women or so cultural evidence would have us believe end quote
1: super triggered by it being wood no pun intended
0: oh just you wait we're gonna talk about all of the materials that have been used for sex toys i made this list just you wait the word elispos originates from the word meaning to slip or glide quote a third century bc text by Herodotus documents a conversation between two women metro and Corrido. quote but the things he makes all of them are worthy of aphrodite you would believe that you could see her hand in his work he came here with two metro and when i saw them my eyes nearly popped out of my head with desire the men certainly have no rams like those and that's (laughs) not all well (laughs) their smoothness a dream and the stitches of down not thread Hunt as you might, you could not find another cobbler so kindly to women. End quote. Oh,
1: sorry, guys.
0: Okay, but let's be clear. Women have been talking about sex toys with each other since 300 BC. Why would we stop having conversations about sex toys now? Why would we do that? I'd also like to point out, if a sex toy is good enough for Aphrodite, it is good enough for me. I would just
1: like to be really clear about that. I'm just going to steer really, really wide of leather and wood. Thank you. I don't care what Aphrodite uses. <laughs> Pass. Hard. Pass. <laughs> Aphrodite had
0: bad taste.
2: (laughs) The leather is for other things. That's fine.
0: (laughs) The article went on to say, Corito's comment that, quote, the men certainly don't have rams like that, reveals one of the things that would follow dildos from ancient to early modern and even modern times. This being, men are worried that dildos will replace the need for a penis at all. Essentially, replacing men. How
1: wrong that was. Correct.
0: Quote, this remains a near constant anxiety until even modern day Texas, where it is still illegal to possess
1: or promote the use of six or more dildos. We have some really fucking weird rules in this country.
2: Yeah, like each state's got like a weird lot. There's some weird fucking laws out there that are still on the books. It's like, bro, we're in 2021. <laughs> Let's rethink some shit. Let's all just go fuck ourselves. We're fine.
0: Also, but like... How would you even regulate how many fucking dildos I have? Dear Texas, are you coming into my house to check how many fucking dildos I have? And what if I don't use them all? It only says six or more of use. What if I'm not using all of them? What if there's seven downstairs? Am I exempt? Am I free of the law? Like, what, what does that look like? I just really don't understand. But also, what fucking business is it? How many sex toys I have?
1: That's a backup, sir. Calm down.
2: I'll say this. Texas don't fuck around. They have sheriffs go inside offices and they're like, hey, I have a warrant for your arrest. Get out of here. And they pull people off the line while they're like on their job. Jesus. The rest of them. Like, Texas don't fuck around.
0: Maybe they need more dildos and then things would be better.
2: For real. They just need to fuck themselves a little bit more.
0: Let's fast forward to the 1200s. There are suggestions that the first double-headed dildo for use between two women was developed in China in the 12th and 13th century. Shout out to New for making two women. My second favorite beer.
1: Wow, also one of my favorite beers and I did not see that reference coming at all.
0: It literally said two women. The words two women were in the thing I said. Why would you not think I would go to two women?
1: You say double-ended dildo. My mind immediately goes to Requiem for a Dream. And then you threw in New Glarus, And my mind was like, full stop, record scratch. What just
2: happened? <laughs> <laughs> he said Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> oh god we are
0: two very
2: different people Ally girl yes we are i'm just happy to be here we
0: are grateful you love us aj <laughs> the next segment of time we're going to talk about is the 1400s renaissance italy welcome Buongiorno. where elispos upgraded to diletto from the italian word for delight quote this first references to the modern day term dildo in its origin nifty i love language learn something new every day Petro Artino is credited for the word as well as often being considered the first literary pornographer. He is referred to as the quote-unquote father of pornography based on his publications that revolve around the life of Nana, who is an older courtesan agonizing over what to do with her daughter, which I felt was a little weird to be the first most famous... Porn, but it didn't have any other context than that, so I'm just gonna go with she's really stressed and a nice gentleman comes over and relieves her of her stress.
1: I have a
2: pizza. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> what do I do with this pizza guy? <laughs> what
2: what what would that be back in like twelve hundreds? Would that be like like a round table and chill or some shit? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my dungeon. Are you still watching? <laughs> snap keep going i guess (laughs) now.
0: okay quote even with a liberal amount of olive oil as lubricant the diletto was not as comfortable as today's models
1: you fucking think
2: what a way to find out you're allergic to olives
1: i'm also just gonna say that i i also don't enjoy the smell of olive oil so apparently this
2: episode is full of triggers for me only butter in her house
0: Apparently, I didn't know I didn't know to be ready for the disclaimer to apply to you. I didn't know that, Allie girl. But here we go. Let's keep let's keep trucking along. We're good. Welcome to 1592, quote, The Dildo Avalanche, which really that that concept, that imagery really made me laugh. So let's say it again. The Dildo Avalanche.
2: Well, You know, when they say it's coming down, it's fucking coming down. Am (laughs) I right? This is
1: actually what happened in Delta. Delta? Nope. Please continue. Can't even pronounce what I'm trying to say. (laughs) 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 Moving on. You're
0: so beautiful. And I'm so in love with you.
2: (laughs) What you got, Celeste?
0: The dildo avalanche is nearly unstoppable in English as it is first introduced by Thomas Nash in 1592 in a poem he wrote about a young man who courts a prostitute on Valentine's Day and finds he's quote unquote not up to the task and after a number of attempts she gets frustrated and gives up and reaches for her quote unquote little glass friend. Shout out to our erectile dysfunction episode. Shout out to the birthplace of emasculating men publicly for having performance issues. Also, shout out to men forever hating women for wanting to take care of themselves. Shout out to not ever being able to talk about any of this out loud. And now here we are.
1: Yeah, what the fuck? All that is completely fucked up. Like super. We can't go back to 1592 or 96 or whatever it was, but nobody should be shamed for performance issues.
0: And here's really my thing. I don't even understand why that would be the marketing. I don't understand what Thomas Nash thought in that song. Like I get I get the the creative art. Right. But like afterward, that became sort of the pinnacle of sex toy marketing, which we're going to get into next. But why anybody would think that that was healthy is really, really terrible, because truly I just listed like four things that stem from that exact moment in history. And you can very clearly tell the line. Right? Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: Shaming erectile dysfunction is terrible, terrible thing. Shaming women for wanting to enjoy themselves in the bedroom is a terrible thing. Shaming people for talking about enjoying themselves together in the bedroom is a terrible thing. And yet here we are thousands of years later and we still can't talk
2: about it. Yeah. Like I'm trying to imagine like 1592, like a town of like 50 people. Some chick walks out of like a house and was like, hey, this dude can't fuck. What? <laughs> what the <laughs> hell thou cannot get it the hardest he said it was blood problems i don't believe him
1: <laughs> you gotta kind of wonder though what was it truly like back then like was discussion more open i have no idea i am not informed
2: no they were having like fucking witch trials and shit it was though i mean the, the wild west came from that <laughs>
0: I don't feel like people were really talking about things. I really don't.
2: No. Like, every every day forward is the best day to be alive. And that is proof. 1592 is proof that today is the best day to be alive. Because we are on taboos right now having this amazing conversation about these fucking people that day doing some crazy shit. Right. Oh, my God. We took magic mushrooms. We don't want people to know we fucked up and took magic mushrooms. Oh, shit. That girl's a witch. She tranced us. Pfft, they burn her. Wow. All because of fucking mushrooms. Anyways, I'm on a rant. Continue.
0: (laughs) Welcome to 1734. The quote-unquote clockwork vibrator, or trimossier, was invented in France in 1734 and was available from medical instrument suppliers in the American colonies in the 1750s. Quote, the devices were expensive and thus were purchased mainly by physicians, but there was no obstacle in getting it through customs or laws against their purchase to anyone who could afford them. So sincerely, no matter where you were in the world, as long as you could afford a vibrator, you could order one from America and it would be sent to you.
1: Hmm. I'm really surprised that wasn't shut
2: down by Puritans. You'd think. I mean, like it's you said it was clock. You had like clock mechanics or something.
1: A clockwork vibrator, yeah. So it, it
0: did, I would imagine it to be sort of a wind-up mechanism, like a clock or a pocket watch, and then it would vibrate as it wound down.
2: Oh, I guess you could always make sure you come on time. Mm. <laughs> Send it. Pretty sure we just lost half of your audience right here, if you're still here, you're the true MVP. I
0: am bowing i am bowing i am just absolutely in awe yes
1: aj is here with the jokes and i'm just here imagining how annoying it would be to hear that <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay 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 let's go to 1844 are we ready ready <laughs> okay oh shit this is crazy shit this is real Quote, when Charles Goodyear discovered by accident how to vulcanize rubber, he not only revolutionized the car world, but also the sex toy industry. The process of vulcanization made rubber stronger and more durable and eventually led it to being used in the production of condoms, dildos, and other sex toys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Could you imagine a tire dildo? a tire dildo
2: yeah that's that's immediately what i just thought of like you know just hold on it's gonna be a good year hold on one second let me just go ahead and uh you know
0: with like the little tire spikes on it for like grips on the snow and shit
1: yes yeah i'm not opposed i mean i'm opposed to the material but <laughs> it's tested for wet roads
2: it is it's tested <laughs> for wet roads <laughs> slippery everyone wet let's go <laughs> what the
0: 1882, Dr. Joseph Mortimer Granville patented the first electromechanical vibrator. There were at least two dozen models available to the medical profession. Quote, there were medical vibrators, vibrating forks, undulating wire coils called vibratiles, Vibrators that hung from the ceiling, vibrators that attached to tables, floor models on rollers and portable devices that fit in the palm of your hand. In fact, by the turn of the century, there were complete operating theaters devoted to managing the scourge of hysteria caused by vibrators.
2: Wow. Holy shit.
1: I'm kind of in love with all the kink associated, though
0: real and can we talk about vibrators from the ceiling like what yes yes
2: (laughs) we had to the window to the wall in our day they had from the floor to the ceiling in their day
1: real they were fucking top to bottom then i'm imagining somebody walking in like pulling (laughs) it down like a map
0: like one of those roll maps Yep. What? Wait, hold on, you said a fork? No, okay, actually. No, 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 I thought about the fork. I thought about the fork. I really did. I thought the fork was genius. Think about a tuning fork, <laughs> except you put... You said a fork. <laughs> Shut up, agent. Love- you put... <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm not even explaining it to you. I'm moving on. I'm done with you. In the 1890s, we saw the creation of the motion picture... Soon after, early filmmakers began producing the first porno flicks, some of which included shots of women masturbating with various sexual aids of the time, including strap-ons and vibrators. In the 1900s to the 1920s, quote, by the turn of the century, there were more than 20 vibrator models available running on electricity, batteries, foot-powered, or water-powered, The prices could vary from $5 to $200, end quote. I really loved this and I have to share this with you guys because this is the ultimate pun and I'm so excited to be delivering it. The most expensive vibrator on the market was called the Chattanooga, flooding basements since 1900.
2: Wow. Fucking send it, bro.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Allie hates me. It's fine.
2: God damn. That's all right. I still love you. So we're good. We're one for one.
0: Did you guys know that the vibrator was actually the fifth household appliance to be electrified? Wow. Yeah. A full 10 years before the vacuum cleaner and the iron. Talk about
1: priorities. I can also see why it was needed if those things were later on the list.
0: (laughs) And that's what makes it not sexist.
2: I was thinking it. You said it.
0: Quote, most of these devices were advertised in respectable women's magazines of the time, such as Modern Priscilla, Woman's Home Companion, and Good Housekeeping. Shout out to the public advertisement of sex toys for women existing. Also, while recognizing the misogyny of the entire concept that sex toys could only be marketed in fucking Good Housekeeping magazine, because men weren't reading Good Housekeeping magazine. Motherfuckers. That's just how I felt about that.
2: Demographic marketing.
0: Real. In 1917, KY jelly was designed to aid physicians who were performing pelvic examinations, a function still serves to this day. However, you couldn't get KY over the counter until 1980. I thought that was fascinating.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow. People are still using the olive oil. It's a long time.
0: <laughs> Real. Um, Also, can I tell you that I specifically picked my beverage for today because I thought it sounded like a flavor of lube. (laughs) I thought it was appropriate for this episode for that reason. Welcome to 19 As vibrators began to appear in more and more porn, it became harder to advertise these devices as though they were simply massagers, and slowly but surely they began to disappear from reputable magazines and mail-order catalogs of the day. Soon to follow was rubber latex which is tapped from the Hevea tree and has the advantages of being softer, lighter, and more pliable than vulcanized rubber, eventually revolutionizing condoms and diaphragms. It also led the way for the development of the still popular latex sex toys. Can we just really acknowledge that we went from tire condoms to real day and age condoms? And that sounds like a better plan. Yeah.
2: Thank God. Mm, Yeah. No more fish skin.
0: Ew. 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 Yep. Moving on from (laughs) Fishkin, AJ. Mm Mm-hmm. That was a real thing. Stop saying words to me.
2: But continue, please.
0: In 19... (laughs) In 1952, the American Medical Association declared hysteria was not really an ailment after all. Oh, shocker. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) The downside of this was vibrators would no longer be seen as a medical device and its true purpose could no longer be hidden. So we could no longer claim hysteria, which I love because hysteria is not a fucking thing. But also we now couldn't have vibrators because hysteria wasn't a thing. I just think that's bullshit. Boo. You're right, boo. I didn't know that. I thought you were booing at my burp.
1: That was why I had my boo. No, I'm booing sexual repression.
0: Thank you for booing sexual repression. (laughs) Anytime. In 1977, sexual therapist Joni Blank, literally her name is Joni Blank, just so everyone knows, opened the first, quote unquote, store dedicated to vending vibrators in a woman-centered sex positive environment, which she called, quote unquote, good vibrations. And I loved that. Additionally, in the late 1900s, Alabama follows Georgia's lead and implements a law outlawing sex toys, punishable by heavy fines and even jail time. Within a few years, the law was overturned despite the state's argument that women do not have a quote-unquote fundamental or constitutional right to use items for sexual pleasure no one should be surprised by this law or this mindset angry not surprised this is still how this topic is viewed today more often than not and i think that everybody needs to hear that be said out loud how crazy a constitutional right to buy a sex toy for yourself what the fuck?
2: don't
1: track me religion the
2: fuck
0: why do you think i included my disclaimer of not surprising because i knew that's what you'd say i was ready for it mm-hmm. hi i'm here
1: I exist.
2: That's some fucked up shit. It's like, how about we just let everybody just do what they want to an extent?
0: To be fair. As long as you're not hurting other people. To be fair. Exactly. (laughs) Welcome to 1998. Sex and the City and its popularity revolutionized public advertising of sex toys once again. Toys like the Rabbit Pearl, Pyrex Glass Dildos, the Magic Wand, and the Love Swing all suddenly started becoming marketed in vogue. I want a sex swing. I want a sex swing really bad. I just need everybody to know, but not know. But I do want that.
1: No, but not know. <laughs> Hell
2: yeah. Send it. <laughs> Allie's over there like, well, I guess we really are best friends. There's one more thing I know about you that I probably wouldn't know if I wasn't your best friend. All right. And I'm <laughs> I'm just happy to be here.
1: Allie's like, I knew that.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm
1: pretty sure I already knew that. Allie's like, I knew that. Yeah. Without even having it had to be said out loud.
0: (laughs) In a 2003 ruling on Lawrence versus Texas, the ban on sex toys would be lifted in the U.S. This was centralized to the U.S. specifically as England and most of Europe had never had full legal bans on anything like we have had in the U.S. on things like books, condoms, and birth control. And then my special guest notebook has a note that says... Maybe if Americans read more books, used more condoms, and birth control was socially acceptable, the people stupid enough to think that women shouldn't have a constitutional right to touch their own fucking bodies would have ended up in a glove rather than on a bench
1: preach i argue that that applies to any constitutional right for anybody
0: you are not wrong however i put it here in this episode
1: i reckon i recognize (laughs) i'm just shouting out that it really applies to any constitutional right that if people read more books wore more condoms yeah and wore more condoms and whatever the last one was And birth control was more socially acceptable. We'd probably
0: be in a better place. The week wouldn't have survived is really what we're saying.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Y'all want to get a catch at the real world? Read Catcher in the Rye. That's all you need to do. In
0: 2020... With the technology advance of mobile phones, sex toys suddenly became controllable remotely, first with Bluetooth and later with the internet. Shout out to our Sex Workers and Sherlock Holmes episode. Quote, remote controlled vibrators became a norm with the boost of the webcam industry, making vibrators the most popular they've ever been in history. Oh my God. I thought that was crazy.
1: Can you imagine setting that off accidentally at the wrong moment, though? Like, unintentionally. (laughs) Job interview.
0: That'd be terrible. I mean, maybe you'd get the job, though.
2: Yeah. Shout out to Marky Mark and Good Vibrations.
1: First time meeting the in laws.
0: Also, especially because Allie knows the noise that I make, that would be just really bad. That would be really bad in a lot of settings. I'm
2: sorry. Like
1: a tattoo parlor. Yeah, I was going to say, welcome to the tattoo parlor discussion.
2: Yeah, let's. Let's keep going cuz I'm going to ask too many questions. Just keep going.
0: The sex toy industry is growing from a 15 billion dollar to a projected 52 billion dollar industry in 2026. Damn. Holy ballsack.
2: It's not already that?
0: No. Damn. it did not say what it was currently it just said that it started from a 15 billion dollar industry hmm. to a current uh, or excuse me a projected of 52 billion in a few years
2: yeah praise Amazon
0: real so before we go into our next section, I really just wanted to recap and especially because Ali already said something similar what the materials we covered, In that section, additionally to any other materials that we know sex toys to have been or be made of. Are you guys ready to do that? Mm -hmm. Yep. Sweet. So sex toys in general are made of all kinds of things. The list looks similar to stone, wood, leather, glass, vulcanized rubber, aka tires, rubber latex, silicone, steel for like certain types of pelvic floor weights and then people also use other things like fruits vegetables whatever do you boo-boo i don't care as long as you're not hurting anybody or anything let your freak flag fly do you guys have anything else that you can think of that would be like a material or a thing for a sex toy that i did not cover
1: i'm just gonna say please do the random objects safely so that you don't put yourself at risk of infection
2: true that
1: okay thanks bye just for my peace of mind if not yours real
2: there's a stand-up i saw this girl was talking about she had to go to the hospital because she tried using uh like her hair curler or something like that Mm, nope i don't know what it was but she found out she was allergic she was allergic to latex because like the handle was latex and i was like whoa what a hell of a story to tell your, to tell your doctor. Oh my <laughs> what god! What happened? Well.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'm just gonna say experiment safely. Mhm, mhm,
0: mhm. <laughs> I don't like any of that. I don't. I don't like any of that. Okay, moving on now. The next section I think you guys should know is titled, Why do we only talk about sex toys like they're for women? Because I really think that that's a very common misconception in society, that sex toys are only for women. And truly, we have slotted this episode for this month because, AJ, this topic started when you and I were talking about sex toys for whatever fucking reason we were in our friendship, because that's super fucking normal. And we said, let's talk about this. Like, there isn't enough conversation conversation about sex toys for men and i personally as a woman who has had sex with men know that the men that i've had sex with have not been super aware of toys or thought that they were acceptable Allie, do you have a similar experience yes so i really just want to talk about why like what why
1: it do why why what why do you think <laughs> Yeah, why? I can't even, like, phrase what I'm trying to say right now.
0: (laughs) Why do you think that sex toys are only talked about like they're for women?
2: Mm. I think it comes from one of those, like, locker room things, you know? There's a lot of locker room things with, like, boys to men, right? That are, like, super taboo, which is why we're here right now talking about this subject. And one of them's like, oh, bro, like, you're not really a man. Like, if you, you know, use a sex toy, that's, that's for fucking women. You're just supposed to use your dick and... Do what you're supposed to do. Like, no, bro. Let's leave all that fucking 1960 locker room talk in fucking 1960. We're living in today. We're living in 2021, which is a time where not only can you get sex toys like you think you can. There's a plethora of sex toys, and I think that everyone should be able to freely and safely explore their bodies how they wish to without scrutiny from other people. Like It's just fucking bullshit. It's like, why, why should I live my life according to your rules? Of course, there's rules that we set for each other to make sure that we're safe, like don't murder, don't rob, all this other shit, right? But it's like, why am I going to sit here and think, oh man... I'm th- You know, I I wonder if I'm not going to be accepted by the tribe because I wanted to use a dildo myself. Fucking send it, bro. Who gives a flying fuck? All that bullshit can just be left in the past. We're about today, which is right now. Right now, you know what? We're feeling freaky. Let's love ourselves. And if we don't love ourselves, who the hell is going to love us? Who the hell can we love? You know? I appreciate
1: all of that. Spinning off of that, do you think that a lot of the... And this is just me speculating, but do you think that a lot of the um, idea around male sex toys is based on either of the following ideas? Either one, they're to help enhance it for the female. So like I'm thinking cock rings, for example, not truly really their sole purpose, but like proposed as such or B, using something like a prostate stimulator is seen as being a homosexual thing when really it's like just an enhancement thing yeah so i don't know i was just kind of thinking of it in that perspective bye
2: yeah and definitely one of the views there's there's several views to this right where I'll tie it into kind of like toxic masculinity. It's usually what, what implies into it is that there's some alpha male out there that's like, no, bro, I want to run shit. So you can't use a fucking dildo. If you can't fucking make a girl come, you fucking suck. Like you know, all this shit, right? It's like, listen, vibrators, dildos, beads, whatever you want to use, right? Whatever sex toy a girl wants to use on herself, you want to use on a girl, you want to use a guy, whatever, like whatever the situation may be. It is not to make you feel like you are not good enough. It is really to just explore yourself. Shit. You may find out some shit about yourself that's like, damn. I really bonded with myself, and I think a lot of people don't realize that they really have to bond with themselves. You have to love yourself. That's something I really learned hard over like the last two years with all the fucking shit going on with my life. I was like, you know what? I need to love myself more, and I need to really be okay with myself and who I am. And stop living my standards to be equalized with someone else's standards. Fuck that. I'm going to make my standards what I want. And so... It comes down to people like, oh, like, bro, like, you're so fucking homo for using that dildo on yourself. Fuck you. Get the fuck out of here. What? You're going to sit there and be so fucking insecure with yourself that you're going to try to pour that on me? Get the fuck out of here. Two, you're not going to sit there and tell yourself that you were inadequate because you wanted to use a vibrator on your, your significant other, whoever, you know, that person may be. And it's, I think we just need to be more okay with ourselves and way less not okay with what everyone else is doing, you know? It's nothing hard.
1: I think that was awesome. Yeah, definitely. And sexual pleasure is one of the best things we can experience. Why in the world? Why would we hinder ourselves in any form of that? Real.
2: Right? Why why do we have to hide in a room and do it to ourselves like it's, it's shameful? No! Dude, if you can really bond with your significant other, whoever that may be, and then you can bond even fucking further with a simple little toy... Fucking send it, bro. We, As far as we know, we have one life to live. And let's fucking live that life as hard and long as we can. Pun intended.
0: Amazing. And also, let's take that entire thing and specifically talk about toys that are made for men. Okay. Deal. Mm -hmm. I have a list of them because I think that that's really important. And you guys, I loved all of that. Thank you for letting me ask that question. AJ, thank you for everything you brought to the table to answer it. Like seriously, I think that that really set the tone for what we're going to move forward with and some of the other research that I did. And what you're saying is going to prove to absolutely be true time and time again. So I really, really appreciate you bringing it up at the forefront in a really real and tangible way as a man because i think that that's really really important for other men to hear before we go into this of course one of the first things on the list for toys for men are masturbation sleeves shout out to fleshlight or similar products the next thing i have on the list ally shout out to your cock rings ring cocks whatever you want to call them depending on if you're a team empath or team dead inside These can be as simple as restrictive enough to simply cut off circulation to the penis as it swells, making it more difficult for blood to leave the penis, all the way to ones that vibrate and also wrap around the testicles. So there's like a fuck ton of cock rings out there that do different things, some that are just for you, some that are more for her, some that are for both of you, but really cock rings are a thing and they're really fucking great sometimes. If you're interested, go try one. The next thing on the list is masturbation eggs. And I specifically have on here, AJ, what is this? So AJ, what is this?
2: <laughs> um, You know, I think I saw a video on this and... I don't know if it's the same thing.
0: It was like a one-time use thing.
2: Yeah, this may shock some people out there, but I think I know what this is because, you know, fucking YouTube rabbit holes. Okay. Um, There's a fucking company out there and there's there's a demographic for everything. So everyone take this with a grain of salt. There's a demographic for everything and there's a demographic for people out there who fantasize about, you know, like let's say like hentai or something like that, right? So you're thinking about, you know, this giant monster doing whatever. There's actually sex toys out there where if you were to be in a sense probed by an alien and it were to impregnate you with an egg there is a toy like that where it does have an egg and then the egg like dissolves into like fucking oil or some shit and yeah there's some weird shit out there and you know what if that's your thing
0: no judgment my bad for
2: saying weird no judgment
0: no judgment it is weird but no judgment.
2: Yeah, no judgment. It's like whoa, left field. But yes. there is things out there where I think that might be what it is. It might be something totally different. We may learn the new thing today. But there's a fuckload of sex toys out there that is just available on the market, and it's it's interesting.
1: I have more. I have more. I think. It's actually similar to a sleeve, to be honest. And I know what you're talking about, AJ, and I think that's by a company called Bad Dragon. Welcome to also the world that I've randomly ended up in and
2: random explorations. (laughs) Yeah, fucking rabbit holes are real.
0: (laughs) Allie is the queen of especially sexual prowess
1: rabbit holes. That's real.
2: I just like to know things. Real, real quick, Alice it was like a, it's a sleeve? Like the egg is like sleeve?
1: Like you fuck the egg? Yeah, I think it's like a one-time sleeve. Yeah. Oh. I could be completely wrong, but I think it's like a one-time use kind of. Somebody can Google Honestly. Can tell us
0: yeah real because dear (laughs) listeners if anybody knows what a masturbation egg is i'm really serious i would like to know because i tried to figure it out i looked i really was looking and i couldn't figure it out and then the only thing i could keep coming back to in my mind was like those fucking kinder eggs which have like graham cracker sticks and chocolate on one side and a toy on the other and i was like this is not right we're just gonna ask aj (laughs) Well, let's move on (laughs) moving on to prostate massagers all right these can come in varying shapes styles and can also come in remote controlled or virtually controlled versions the next thing is rimming simulators which also says aj (laughs) question (laughs) mark
2: rimming simulator i'm not too sure like what
0: I don't even know what rimming is, to be honest with you. Well,
2: well, like a rim job is like if you were to go down on somebody and it's, you know, they're the back door access. Oh, okay. So that's kind of what I think about it, you know, where it's... I, I don't know if it's maybe something that's not meant to penetrate, but maybe just to stimulate the outside.
0: Mm, maybe. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Uh, next, this one I thought was actually really cool. I'm biased, but this one I thought was cool. Blowjob simulators. They're like fleshlights, but they are of the blowjob variety.
1: Hmm. So do they mimic a throat?
0: No. Wait, wait, wait.
1: Okay, I'm waiting. Sorry.
0: The quote-unquote best automatic blowjob machine is the Autoblow AI, quote. Oh, nifty. The Autoblow AI is the third gen of the Autoblow, and while it's not perfect, it's getting there. While creating the auto blow, the creators analyzed 109 hours of oral sex videos, so the various blowjob settings don't simply apply pressure at random. They are all in the style of a different blowjob technique. The tenth and final setting uses machine learning technology, so you never get the same blowjob twice. It is retailed for $299. Well,
1: oh, that's actually really cheap.
0: I thought so too. And also, as someone who genuinely finds beauty in a solid blowjob technique, I really appreciate that there are settings to ensure that you never have the same blowjob. I love that.
2: Hell yeah. Send it, bro.
1: They needed to come up with a better name for that machine
0: Auto Blow AI. <laughs>
2: Like, I'm just imagining, like, this is this is something I thought of a while ago when I was listening to a podcast about art- artificial intelligence. And I was like, you know, there's going to be at some point where someone's like, I want to fuck a robot. And it's like, well, hold up. Like, that's, hold up.
0: And its name is Autoblobe AI.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's like, whoa, man, like, not knocking anyone's shit, but I'm just kind of curious. It's like, you know, why?
0: And you know what? This thing looked like a little fucking vacuum cleaner rocket ship for your cock. This thing looked like if you pushed the wrong button, it was going to sprout a jet pack and leave with your dick. (laughs) I'm not saying it wouldn't have been a great (laughs) experience. I'm just saying it looked a little
1: intimidating.
2: Yeah, that sounds intimidating.
1: I'm literally just imagining a reverse sex machine, so...
2: Yeah, that's kind of what I'm imagining, too. It's kind of like a reverse sex machine.
0: I don't know. Okay, moving on. Okay. (laughs) Anal beads, plugs, vibrators, strap-ons, and dildos are all... In the realm of sex toys for men. However... There's a small public service announcement for anybody who is interested in anal play. Please never put anything in your anus that is not a sex toy in terms of masturbation. Light bulbs, bottles, vegetables, don't fucking do it. Your sphincter muscle is the only muscle in the body that actually pulls inward rather than pushes foreign objects outward. If what you're putting in your body does not have a stopper, it could get stuck and you could die.
1: Mm -hmm. yep
0: real talk do not put a light bulb in your ass Mm -hmm. your ass will crush it and you will fucking die Mm -hmm. don't get a butt plug no one will judge you
2: do you did you guys ever watch the show 101 things taken out of the human body
0: Mm -mm. no i would never watch that
2: (laughs) no it's it's pretty much a show about people who got like (laughs) impaled by things but there was one where someone had shoved something up there and it got stuck. And it's like, whoa. No, thanks. Or a uh, shout out to jackass, Ryan Dunn, RIP buddy. shoved a toy car up his bum. Oh, that's interesting.
1: Terrible ideas. I
0: know so many nurses who have told me horror stories of emergency room tales where there was a gentleman who put a wine bottle up there and like his body seriously ate it. Like you guys, that sounds really vulgar and terrible and like really gross thinking that your anus like ate something that you put up there. But I'm serious. That's what happens. It's not coming out. It's not coming out. So if it doesn't have a stopper, please don't use it. And also, I just really need to, to just say, wouldn't you rather be the guy who spent 40 bucks on a butt plug than being the guy who spent a thousand dollars and has to live with the shame of having fluorescent shards of glass in his asshole the rest of his life? You're going to forever be known as the light bulb asshole guy? What? <laughs> just buy a butt plug and don't tell anybody like get over it oh my god that just is so irresponsible and i hate that society has such fucking stigmas that people put themselves in such ridiculous positions it's just ridiculous
1: packaging is really discreet you guys
0: real Yeah,
2: for real adam and eve or amazon
0: or every sex toy shop i've ever been to has black bags yeah they never have clear bags they never have bags that you can see shit like come on this isn't okay Okay, we're going to stop because we're going to come back to this. <laughs> the next subject is titled, Are Toys for Solo Use? And then it says, Ask This. Let's talk about it first. So let's talk about this. This is me asking this. Are toys for solo use?
2: Uh, They're for both. You can use toys by yourself and on yourself. And you can use toys in a setting with another person or other people if that's what you're into you know definitely like i said before uh exploring yourself in the bedroom can further tighten and strengthen the bonds of you with someone else and yeah for sure you know it can be a by yourself thing or it can be and or with someone else
1: Ally girl what are your thoughts I literally couldn't have said it better so here's my 10 out of 10 score for that speech Golf claps all
2: the way around
0: <laughs> Excellent I agree entirely, and I personally love using sex toys with partners, so there's my opinion. I also found an article that agrees with us, titled, The Reason to Use Sex Toys with Your Partner, from Bustle.com. This article was written by Susanna Weiss quote I'd always had a nagging feeling that sex with a toy wasn't quote-unquote real sex that it would be less connected or romantic the one time I suggested my ex use my vibrator on me he confirmed this fear saying I want to touch you not a machine though he didn't intend it that interaction made me feel ashamed. I wondered if I was too demanding in the bedroom since my partner alone wasn't enough to satisfy me. End quote. I really chose this article not only because I think that it's fantastic and has a ton of information but that quote alone I think regardless of if you're a man or a woman I think we've all asked that question I think we have all asked the question of am I being too demanding in the bedroom for whatever that is whatever that means to you is if that's toys if that's oral if that's because you like x y or z it doesn't fucking matter I think that there is such a pressure to be Selfless in the bedroom, that people are actually sacrificing personal enjoyment in sex as a whole because we're also worried about being fucking selfish in it.
2: Have a simple conversation. Just be like, hey, is there anything you're not okay with? Or is there anything you're okay with that I don't know you're okay with and you want to try? Simple conversation. We're adults.
1: Mm-hmm. Plus, another point of it is introducing other things doesn't take away the intimacy of it. I don't understand why that's a construct but it is
0: i would agree completely and this research actually shows both of those points so i love that you brought them up i really do per claire cavanaugh co-founder of babeland which is a super fucking cool erotic toy store highly recommend quote there is this fear that sex toys are making people less into each other that they're too mechanical etc But they actually improve sex, making people want to be with each other. And they can connect you over long distances. Shout out to the long distance relationship that I was in. Honestly, sex toys were like a huge part of that relationship because we couldn't physically be together. So it became part of the way that we were physically together. I love sex toys and I did before then. But if I hadn't experienced them before then... That would have really made me realize, like, how fantastic they really can be, even if it is just for that purpose. Preach. So then the article went on to describe the reasons to add sex toys to the mix. There are four reasons. The first being one that AJ called out, which is they start a conversation. Here we are. Hi. Welcome to Taboos. We're having a conversation. Um, also... Allie.
1: Celeste.
0: Do you want to tell people who we are?
1: I knew you were going there, This is why I just said your name. We're so good.
0: Okay, but now please say who we are, because I asked you.
1: <laughs> Dear listeners, that's Celeste.
2: <laughs> Allie's over there like, how many beers is that? Is that three or six? Shit.
1: I'm Allie. We're in the middle of this episode. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> we drink
0: things and say bad words welcome hey number two they inspire you to experiment which i real 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 this article said quote Using lube alone opened up a lot of new sensations and helped us go a lot longer without chafing. And every toy we've acquired has added fun and variety to our routine. I think that that's a huge fucking call out. I never ever considered lube in the realm of sex toys. But seriously, even just lube by itself can add such a different experience to your sexual encounter like and also the benefit of it is that nobody ever gets hurt because everything is fucking slippery what would be the downside of that
2: yeah also any uh uh, anybody out there thinking about like any uh anal play you 100 percent definitely need lube
1: oh my god all the
2: lube there's some people out there that you know they just want to mainline it cool power to you but fucking shit bro you're gonna get hurt careful out there
0: that was a real call out, and I really appreciate you making that because I didn't make that association, not because it's not valid. I just didn't think about it. So I really appreciate specifically, as we're talking about sex toys for men, that call out. Thank you. Number three, they can let you orgasm during intercourse. Quote, First, let me say I would never want anyone to feel ashamed about how they do or don't orgasm. Orgasming during penis in vagina sex is just not always possible and necessary either. Shout out to our no pants dance episode when Allie calls that out. Nevertheless, I was always curious about what it would feel like to come with my partner inside of me or even at the same time as him. Using my sex toy lets us do that. I love how connected it makes us feel. Another bonus, sex with a toy is highly effective when we're on short time since it takes care of both of us simultaneously, which, yes, real. Oh, my God. You can take a 20 minute quickie to a five minute quickie because like that shit goes up to level 10 and that that's like a that's a real orgasm very quickly.
2: Shout out to Jordan, A.K. The Gnome, as he says, I got shit to do. I ain't looking to make this 20 minutes. Let's go. love you bud
0: shout out to jordan
2: shout out to shout out to josh aka the dome who's like i got all the time in the world johnny six love you bud johnny six i love that you just hit the whole crew
1: (laughs) we love
0: the dads shout out to the dads we love you number four to Allie's point before they don't take away from anything Quote, I was initially scared to bring up the idea of using a toy during sex because I thought my partner would take it to mean that he wasn't enough, but it turns out he enjoys himself more when I do, so he loves when I bring toys into the bed. If you use a toy while you're having sex with them, you're still having sex with them. There's still room left in your heart. Or in this case, your vagina. Fortunately, for those who don't know where to start, there are tons of sex toys made specifically for couples. But any toy can be a couple's toy. If you love it, they likely will too.
1: Also, shout out to the fact that sex is exhausting, so it helps with some minor breaks in the interim.
0: Real. Mm, true that. Real as fuck. Sex can take a super long time. And sometimes, I just want to be done. But I can't be done because I'm all worked up. So grab the toy. And let's call it a day. That's a real thing.
2: Real real quick, I just want to shout this out. As a man, sometimes there's sometimes where you're going at it with whoever you want to be with. And sometimes you're like, fuck, I just can't come to sensation. What the hell? And I think there needs to be something said where it's like, hey, it's okay. Just be like, listen, did I did I make you come to sensation? Okay, cool. Real quick, I'm fucking beat. You're beat. This is nothing against you. This is not against you at all. For whatever reason, my anatomy is like, bro, right now, not the best chance. Maybe with yourself because you know how to get yourself off the best. And so... Can we just normalize real quick that it is not a woman or a man's fault for a man being with them that they can't get off and it's okay to real quick just, you know, be like, listen, I know you want to be done with this. I want to be done with this too. Let me just rub it out. Can we just normalize that? Like, is, like, is that okay? Yeah, definitely.
0: I love that. I think that that equally should go both ways mm. because I have done definitely had experiences where partners where i'm like you know what the sex was great but i didn't finish and i just want you off of me at this point because it's hot and i'm tired and i know that we're not gonna accomplish what i need to accomplish so Mm -hmm. please just go to the restroom for two minutes so that i can take care of this Mm -hmm. like that's real but i i appreciate what you're saying to the point of let's normalize that because then the foreplay doesn't have to be beforehand Mm -hmm. it could be afterhand and it could still be just as good had it been the quote-unquote foreplay like if we're really to that point of calling it quits we've already really done the worst thing we could do what's more to just say hey you want to grab that toy real quick throw it on level four (laughs) my clit's right here let's just get this over with really like that wouldn't be a terrible thing to say
2: yeah, no, it's 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 not like he or she's kicking you out of the room and exactly. is like, get the fuck out of here! I'll do this fucking shit myself. No, that's not what's fucking happening. You know, I think we need to normalize that and have a normal conversation. It should be like, hey, this is what's going on, and people should be more receptive of that on either side, men or women. Doesn't matter.
1: Agreed. Performance issues need to be like normalized all around, whether that's you can't get off or you can't get somebody off. Like that's. Fine, it happens. Let's just make it a conversation and talk about it. Yeah. And also, in the event
0: that there are performance issues on either side of a couple situation, men or women, there are toys that are made specifically for the benefit of couples. Like we said in the previous information, any toy could be a couple's toy. However, I went and found the 24 best sex toys for couples rated in 2021, according to womenshealth.com. Do y'all want to know what those toys are? Yep. Yep. Amazing. Let's do it. Number one, it's called the partner whale. It's actually like really cute. It's thirty dollars on Amazon. The second is the O'Hare Double Vibrating Rabbit Cock Ring. Fourteen sixty on Amazon. Actually, what I really liked about this, I'm not like pushing time out, time out, time out, timeout. I am not pushing anybody's fucking prices. This is not paid sponsorship. I don't give a fuck where you buy your sex toys. However, this article did a really good job of showing a pretty wide price range of sex toys because you can get really amazing sex toys for dirt cheap. Mm -hmm. You can also get really shitty sex toys for very fucking expensive and vice versa.
2: True fucking that.
0: It's a real thing. So truly, I thought that this article did a really good job of not only capturing a very wide price range, but also a lot of different places to get sex toys. And to AJ's point earlier, a lot of people don't want to buy sex toys because they think that the shipping's not going to be discreet or whatever. So I included just a lot of information on here with the small asterisks that I am not promoting or pushing anybody's sales. I'm going to continue. Number three is the Jive Couples Vibrator, which is $113.05 on Amazon. The Eva 2 Vibrator is $135 on dameproducts.com. And this one I actually loved. Like, oh my God, this one was so cute. I just really wanted her. So I took the quote from this one so everybody knows what she does. Quote, This adorable toy is designed with couples in mind. The tiny, light, and simple-to-use vibe is similar to a cock ring with direct clit pleasure for her, but it's worn by the woman instead, making it a little less cumbersome. Plus, it's waterproof, so you can get very creative with all of your sexual adventures.
1: I just love that you're judging sex toys by their cuteness.
0: She was so cute, though. She was. I liked her.
2: Cute is like the most objective word.
0: She was cute, though. If you go look, you're going to be like, oh, no, yeah, she's totally cute. Number five is called the Flamingo from LailaTheoretica.com. Quote, this app controlled vibrator lets you or your partner choose from nine vibration models, pleasuring both your G-spot and clit for a beautiful blended orgasm. Shout out to anybody who's never had a blended orgasm. I recommend you get on that immediately. Hmm. Number six is a Lilo Ida, which is $179.12 from Amazon. Quote, the woman's version of a cock ring. It goes inside the vagina. And when the penis thrusts in, both parties get the extra sensation of vibration against your private bits. That sounded wonderful. Next, we have four play dice, wand massagers. There is a match couples vibrator from lovehoney.com for $139.99. There is a tomboy harness, which was recognized on the website for girl on girl. However, I also recognize that it could easily be used for pegging. So that was, if anybody's interested in that, that was really cheap. It was like 6 16 dollars or something.
2: Oh, that's not too bad.
0: The Mio Cockring for 109 on babeland.com, the Club Vibe 3.0 for 119 on Amazon, which is a remote controlled vibrator, the Lilo Hex virgin condoms which are 34.90 a box and are found at organiclovin.com. I need to just time out for for just two seconds. I have a whole thing on this. This is super fucking cool. And I need everybody to hear me say that this is super fucking cool because condoms are not evil. And I really, really, really feel like our society demonizes condoms more often than they don't. And I think this is fucking cool condoms are not talked about enough as it relates to enjoyable sex and that has to change birth control is not enjoyable and it can irreparably damage a woman's body all because men don't think it's cool to wrap the tool i am just saying you can still have good sex even with a condom on i recommend it
1: i was super confused as to where you were going with the (laughs) condoms are evil by society and then i'm glad you tied it into pleasurable because I was like wait a minute I think condoms are pretty great why no that's real yeah no I was lost I'm on the same track now
0: no seriously does anybody else agree with that position though that by a societal expectation people give the impression that sex with condoms isn't as good Mm -hmm. yes AJ As the only member of this convention with a penis, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, seriously, can you have great sex with a condom? I'm asking.
2: Yeah, for sure. You can definitely have great sex with or without. Will I say that without is better? Yeah. But it's kind of just depends. You know, it really depends on the person that you're with. I mean, it's coming from a guy who was married for four or for two years and then also a guy who has been on plenty one night stands in his early 20s. Um, it kind of just depends on who you're with and your vibe with them. You know, I definitely came to secession really well with one and with without one just Kind of not the same, but very similarly and also reverse opposite. You know, it was really hard for me to be like, you know, let me get to this moment with or without one. It just depends on the person that you're with. You know, if you're vibing with them, if you're not, it's like, ah, oh, fuck. I would say that like it's pretty close. It kind of just depends on the situation and the vibe.
0: I love that. All that feedback was amazing. I do also think just on a physical, anatomical plane, I recognize also that there are so many different kinds of condoms that do all different kinds of things for both the man and the woman in that scenario that I think that it's fair to say that if you had a bad experience with one condom, perhaps it was the wrong size because that happens mm. often. Mm-hmm. But also, maybe it just wasn't your sensation maybe you don't like a heat sensation maybe you prefer a cool sensation or whatever like everybody's preference is so different Mm -hmm. and that is why there are so many types of lubes and condoms and whatever out there Mm -hmm. you just have to find what works for you and your body But seriously, once you know that, it's okay to know that. Mm -hmm. It's okay to be proud of that. It's okay to say, I really love this. This is what feels good with my body. Own that and be willing to explore to find other things that feel good with your body. And I just really think that it should be called out that condoms should not be excluded from the perspective of enjoyable and or kinky sex sex. Because condoms absolutely fall under that category as well. Mm-hmm. Thank you for letting me have my small condom soapbox. <laughs> of course. Next on the list is a sex ramp. Yes, please. $194.99 on Babeland. We have the La Wand Point Vibrator, which actually was like really cool. Uh. For $125 on wildflowersex.com. There are door jam handcuffs on the list for $29.99 at lovehoney.com. There are butt plugs, union double dildo, a sex swing. Shout out to the sex swing once again for $99.99 at lovehoney.com. We're almost done. We're almost through the couple toys. The next is the, how did I say this? <laughs> the Sensual Point for $75.99 at newsensual.com. Finger Vibrators, the wee Vibe Moxie at flowersex.com for $129, which is, quote, Another wearable vibrator, i.e., you wear it in your underwear. This one from WeVibe is whisper quiet, comfortable, and budge proof thanks to a magnetic clip. Number 23 on the list is an O Nut, which I thought was such a cute and clever title.
1: That's a good one. For
0: $55 on onut.com. Wait until you hear what it is. Wait, do you know what it is? No, I just love the name. Oh, okay. Wait until you hear what it is. Quote, this unsuspecting toy brings penetrative sex to a whole new level. If you experience painful sex for any number of reasons, O-Nut is here to help. Use stackable rings with either a penis or dildo and plenty of lube by slipping them on before penetration. They prevent your partner from entering too deep. And they were like really cute. And yes, O-Nut is like the funniest name ever.
1: That's a really clever idea, though. I
0: thought so, too. And it really looked like, honestly, it just looked like a squishy stack of like Little Debbie donuts that you then put on your cock. That's what it looked like. And number 24 is the Iora Midori Vibrator for $81 at SheVibe.com. And it is a squishy vibrator. It's like a stress ball vibrator. And I thought that sounded stupid cool. So I had to be excited about that one.
2: A stress ball vibrator. Yeah. I like it.
0: I mean, I think about it then because you could like make it whatever shape you wanted it to be.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah." I think I'd just be using it Mm -hmm. like a stress ball unintentionally.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Massaging your hand in the meantime. (laughs) I love it. So we talked about why we think that sex toys should be used with partners, but I think it's important that you shouldn't just take our word for it. And I found the following research at How Sex Toys Impact Relationships from psychologytoday.com. AJ. Yes. You are going to love this. Okay. Because we are going to get into some things that you've been saying on and off this whole episode. Mm-hmm. Before we do that, however, do you guys want to see how scientific my notes got? Sure. Sure. Wow.
2: Mm, <laughs> a Venn diagram.
0: Okay. I made a Venn diagram. I like it. <laughs> All right. So, how do I do this? All right. So, I did do a Venn diagram because I wanted to talk about the pros and the cons as it was described in this article for men, for women and then for both. And I'm going to be really clear, there are more pros on this list than there are cons, but there are a couple cons. Let's start with those, shall we? As it relates to men specifically, men reported lower levels of sexual satisfaction when using sex toys with partners versus men who do not use sex toys with their partners, which I thought was interesting. I'm not saying bad. I'm saying interesting. It may be that men feel that having to use aid reflects poorly on their own performance is really like the number one indicator of why it might be that men enjoy sex with sex toys less. AJ, say some things about that. Do you feel like that's a common misconception with men or or that's a common feeling with men as they feel inadequate when you bring a sex toy into the conversation?
2: 100%. I say that's half the reason, honestly. I, I think too, I mean, there's there could be a plethora of other reasons you're afraid that you're inadequate for the partner that you're trying to pleasure and b you're afraid of what other people think of you which kind of ties into that you know like being like oh bro like you fucking homo using toys what the fuck's wrong with you i think that's like the two biggest things right there and and honestly just that conversation needs to be had there's plenty of conversations that need to be had like we're all fucking adults here you know and i think for sure a lot of people out there are like man If I bring a toy in there, what's to stop them from stop seeing me and just the toy altogether? Get the, what the fuck? Bro, come on. Let's all start loving ourselves here. Let's all realize that we are here to get freaky until we're dead. All right? That is what we're here is. Joey Diaz says, Everybody eat something, cocksucker. You know, everybody is here to fucking do something or eat something. Okay? Let's get that right onto the open, right there. Let's all be okay. This is why we're here. This is why we have two lovely, amazing ladies having this amazing podcast platform called Taboos, where we can make taboo conversations fucking normal. I love you two very much. Hey! Hello.
1: Love you. I love that you're just uh boosting asked and we're just sitting here like not having to do anything for ourselves hell yeah i'm
0: just talking about sex toys and aj's like i love taboos
2: (laughs) fuck yeah dude i'm a beer three glasses of homemade wine and a couple hits my pen and we're fucking rolling bruh fucking send it
0: i'm excited Are we excited to talk about some other research that indicates some pros to men enjoying sex toys? Hell
2: yeah, let's go.
0: Let's talk about why the men like the sex toys. Other research says men who regularly use vibrators on themselves score higher on measures of erectile dysfunction, orgasm function, sexual desire, and sexual satisfaction than men who don't. Obviously, because you're using the muscles more often, because you're having more extreme reactions to when the muscles are being used, right? Like, duh!
2: Did you mean that more men that use those have less of a chance of having erectile dysfunction?
0: They score higher on measures of erectile dysfunction, orgasm function. Yeah, so like, if you use toys...
2: You have less of a chance.
0: The muscles are more likely to be well-toned and you have less of a chance of erectile dysfunction. You have a higher orgasm function. You have more sexual desire and higher sexual satisfaction as a whole. So thank you for making me re-say that better. Mm -hmm. It was also found that gay and bisexual men are more likely to explore sex with toys than straight men are. Which I think is really, really interesting, AJ, especially as you continue to throw out the stereotype that is out there without question, not denying at all, that using sex toys suddenly makes men less straight, which is fucking ridiculous and everybody grow the fuck up. But I do think it's interesting that men who are gay and bisexual don't have that limiting factor of, okay, well, so what if it is? I am gay, so let's do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's really cool.
2: Yeah, that's exactly how I am, like I'm by. who gives a fuck, you know, mm-hmm.
0: who gives I'm a here fuck? to
2: fucking live life until I fucking die, till my last fucking breath, and you know what, I'm not gonna live my life based on some loosey-goosey bullshit alpha primate wannabe rules like that fucking shit.
1: To add to that, one thing that I really just don't get is pleasure is pleasure, like, normalize pleasure, period.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Real. Which actually is the other thing that men reported appreciating about sex toys is actually partner enjoyment. That they appreciate sex toys and enjoy sex toys because they know for a fact that their partner enjoys sex toys. So that was the other piece that men specifically reported about sex toys use. On the women's side of the Venn diagram, per a study done, 53% of hetero women reported never having used a sex toy. However, 86% of women who have had sex with a woman say that they have used a sex toy. So it's pretty obvious that women who are not hetero are using sex toys. It was also reported that they had significant uptick in sexual satisfaction as well, Meaning the women who were using sex toys across the entire study, not just women who were having sex with other women. And then specifically, let's talk about the section that is the couple perspective because I thought that this was really, really cool and I really liked bringing this perspective together Because I also really feel not only that sex toys are looked at as a woman product, but I really feel like sex toys are looked at as a solo product, that you're not supposed to be using sex toys with your partner. I just feel like that's a very common perspective and misconception. So I really wanted to talk about what this research offered as far as couples who reported using sex toys together. Couples who can explore ways of being intimate tend to fare better in terms of maintaining passion and sexual desire in addition to relationship satisfaction in the long haul. Both reported higher rates of sexual satisfaction long term. Couples reported more likely to do other activities such as taking a shower together, trying new positions in bed, and scheduling date nights with the intention of them leading to sex. So I thought that that was really interesting that couples who use sex toys in general have a lot more, I'm going to say spontaneous, even if it isn't in the sense of right here, right now, let's do this. We have 10 minutes because the kids are napping. I don't necessarily mean spontaneous in that way, but I mean in the sense of having a lot more liberty within your sex life with your partner. I thought that that correlation to sex toys specifically was really, really interesting.
1: I think it creates a larger bond of safety, honestly, and trust.
0: I would agree completely. Quote, whether sex toys end up enhancing a relationship or leading to conflict likely depends on the nature of openness and communication between partners. End quote. A 2013 study done by the Gutmaker Institute demonstrates the more positively individuals in relationships rate their interactions with their partners, the higher they tend to rate their desire for one another, as well as the satisfaction they derive from their relationship inside and outside of the bedroom. Quote, in the context of of sex toy positive communication means ideally that partners who feel threatened can open up about their concerns, feel heard and validated, and receive reassurance from their partners that a desire to use a sex toy is in no way a comment on their virility, desirability, or sexual ability. Likewise, the partner who desires to use a sex toy should again, ideally, be able to communicate that desire without being judged, shamed, or otherwise pulled away from. So AJ, I love everything you said about let's have a conversation, but I really thought that that was important to hit on specifically because some people, aka the majority of society, Don't know how to have conversations about topics like this, especially ones with their partners where they're afraid of being judged. So I thought it was really important to specifically call out if you're on the side of the fence that is afraid of judgment, you need a space that is safe to be heard. And that doesn't matter if you're on the side of, I want to use a sex toy, or I'm afraid of a sex toy. That respect has to be both ways in all honesty
1: mm-hmm. agreed 100
0: a quote from the study stated it may be that being able to communicate openly and feel that one's sexual interests and pleasures are accepted by one's partner enhances satisfaction so glad that we needed a study to tell us <laughs> that
1: Also not shocked
0: another quote from the study states quote if there is a sense of openness and non-judgment that can be cultivated most people can learn to incorporate new aspects into their repertoire versus being resistant talking about the resistance can help in dispelling myths your partner has about sex toy use And some education always helps. For instance, the fact that most women do not orgasm through penile vaginal alone should be enough to invest in a sex toy. And then my special guest notebook says, duh. (laughs) The next section is called, I love this title. I'm very proud of this title. Celeste's other psychological factors we must talk about because this goes so much deeper than society and science acknowledges. A moment brought to you by soft science and sexual experience. So really I think it's important to call out everyone reaching the finish line makes everyone happier like true false yes no is that real Mm -hmm. yes can confirm everybody reaching the finish line makes everybody happier more confident desired and felt to be made a priority in the experience if toys get you both to that finish line how fucking great what would be the downside per the 30.com in their article titled what happens to your brain when you have sex studies show 75 percent of women never reach orgasm From intercourse alone, and 10 to 15% never climax, no matter what. I was astonished by those numbers. Dear men, please do not take this personally. Even Batman has a sidekick. I just need you to know that. Nice. Humans have a biological desire to have sex, it is caused by hormonal changes that happen inside your body. For men, this is testosterone, for women, it's a little bit more complicated. Sex releases large amounts of dopamine, which is the pleasure chemical, causing a similar reaction to that of eating your favorite food, gambling, receiving a compliment, or listening to your favorite song. The longer exposed you are to the dopamine paired with adrenaline and arousal increase hormone production in the brain and in physical symptoms. So for example, foreplay equals wetter. wetter equals better as you achieve orgasm your hypothalamus goes into overdrive releasing more dopamine along with oxytocin if oxytocin is unfamiliar to you it shouldn't be it's your happy chemical you release serotonin and dhea which is adrenaline chemicals at climax climax serotonin is a neurotransmitter that regulates your mood and makes you feel peaceful happy and hopeful dhea is an antidepressant that affects and boosts immunity essentially if you boost your orgasm quota you will boost your mood so then let's talk about my dude pavlov because this is seriously where i'm going with my soft science and sexual experience not that i ever had sex with pavlov that's not where this is going Pavlov found this really cool and sometimes not so cool function of the brain that results in a chain reaction that can be ingrained in the brain to assume a reaction. This is called classical conditioning. Dog heard a bell. The bell was paired with a treat. This equals drool. Dog, bell, no treat, still drool. That's the premise of the experiment for anybody who has never heard of this. This can absolutely be applied to humans and their sexual experiences and in fact should be. So do you guys want to hear my sexual classical conditioning equation? Because I'm really proud of this. I felt like a little mad scientist. Yeah, sure. All right. So sex equals orgasms equals better mood. Is the original algebra sex equals orgasms equals better mood meets you and your partner plus sex toys plus sex equals amazing orgasms which equals better mood better mood equals stronger relationship or you plus your partner plus sex toys plus sex equals orgasm but let's say that there are issues in your relationship, whatever that may be. So now the only time that you achieve a better mood with your partner is with the form of orgasms. This is why people stay in shitty relationships for the sex. The sex is good and that's why. They're literally addicted to the sex. Good sex is never a reason to stay in a bad relationship. You can have good sex by yourself or with others. I promise. Go find it. It's amazing. The other equation of this is your partner plus sex toys plus orgasm minus you is still about you. Just because your body is not causing the orgasm physically doesn't change the chemical reaction that you are creating for this person, controlled and engaged in making the orgasm happen itself. This equals better mood. Now, your Pavlov and the toy is the bell, and you are going to give her and yourself orgasms that will make you both drool, and that sounds amazing. And that's my research on sex toys.
1: Finally, algebra, I can understand.
0: (laughs) Real math.
1: Thank you for that research.
0: Absolutely. What did you guys think? Thoughts, comments, questions? Say things to me.
1: Maybe how about what we learned here today?
0: Actually, before we talk about what we all learned here... Aja, I love what you brought to the table. And it made me recognize I wanted to ask the question of can we for one second just talk about how this could be brought up in a very organic conversation with your partner? I'm not saying that the three of us have to have a sexualized conversation. That's not what I'm saying. But I do think it would be beneficial for people to hear successful ways that we have brought sex toys into our own personal experiences, whether that was by action or by conversation. for those people who might have attempted this and feel like they're just not successful in getting their partners to have conversations or try new things or maybe are even too afraid to kind of start having that conversation. So do you guys have any suggestions or things specifically that you have said or done that really was successful in getting a partner to participate in sex toys
1: with you?
2: You want to feel this first, Allie?
1: I always feel like a safe bet for anybody that is worried that their partner might not be super open or not know how to approach the conversation is perhaps involves some media that you guys are watching together whether that's like a movie or tv or whatever i mean it's out there i'm not talking porn i'm talking regular television that revolves around these conversations that could help you bring it up like say okay i'm thinking of bike club there's a scene where marla singer hits her dresser drawer and a bunch of dildos wiggle there's a casual way you could bring up sex toys into a conversation and be like look at those those are crazy right but what do you think of them that kind of thing
0: i love that approach I think that's fantastic. Yeah, I love that. That very casual, very not sly in a sneaky way, but truly that is a great suggestion for somebody who's afraid is not the correct terminology, but who's who's nervous or apprehensive of perhaps judgment from their partner to ask it in a quote-unquote sly way to still kind of get a temperature gauge of if they react of fuck no burn that dresser obviously we know that we shouldn't be talking about vibrators but if they're like yeah let's open up that drawer and see what's in there maybe that's a safe bet to have a conversation with that person i think that that was a fantastic suggestion thank you for sharing that aj i'm calling upon you
2: I'm going to go to the opposite end of the spectrum from that alley. I have a couple of friends, and uh, they've been married for a couple of years now and been together a few years prior to that as well. And I was talking to them, and this was back when I was still married, and I was talking to them about our relationship and stuff because we were best friends with both of them, right? Both of us parties. And uh, the conversation got brought up that uh, like sometimes it's hard to like approach about subjects and stuff, right? Not saying which party it was on, but that got brought up. And they're subscription to that is they had went on their i don't know if it was honeymoon or it was a one year anniversary or something like that it was fairly new into their uh wedding and they went to hawaii and the girl really wanted the guy to wear a pineapple shirt if i'm remembering this right really wanted him to wear a pineapple shirt and he didn't want to wear it but he was afraid to tell her so the entire time he had a really sour attitude and this led to a big fight and Eventually, when it boiled down to the fight at the end, you know, she was like, where did this all stem from? We got to figure out pinpoint on this. And he was like, well, I just didn't want to fucking wear the pineapple shirt. I wanted us to wear a different outfit. She was like, OK, why couldn't we talk about that at first? Well, you know, this is kind of like the big first fight we've ever really had. They've probably had fights before that. But this is like massive. And she was like, well, you know, we don't ever need to get there. Let's develop a system of codes or code words that we could bring up. And we would instantly know, hey, get yourself ready for this place. So we don't bring ourselves to this defensive point. And that's come from a very open and uh, a very open opinion. Right. And so they had the code word, which was pineapple shirt. And I was like, that is amazing. And if you could have a code word and be like, hey, let's say oranges. And that means, hey, can we talk about sex real quick? In case you're ever, I'm the person that's, that's going to be like, Hey, real quick, I just want to talk to you about us making love. Like I'm like pretty easy, but also kind of brute in a sense. Like I just fucking talk to people about shit. Right. And sometimes I have a hard time sugarcoating stuff. And, uh, I'm just very like into that way. But when I heard that way, you know, it'd be like, Hey, if you got someone who maybe is sensitive or both parties, come up with some type of code i'm like that's i think that's kind of genius and be like hey can we talk about oranges real quick okay so we're both in the playing field that we're both open minded i wanted to have this conversation just see what your thoughts are start from there
1: that is a great idea i love
0: that i love that i have a different perspective than both of you and now i feel like a really bad person because i don't ask to have a conversation about it (laughs) uh I don't ask to have a conversation about it. I also don't force anything on anybody, but I have a thought process of gently introducing the fact that my toy is present by having it on the bed. Whether that's for me to use for myself or on my partner, I usually haven't really decided because honestly, I am I just haven't, right? And who knows? Maybe I'll use it for both of us, which is very, very likely. But more often than not, my favorite thing to use a toy paired with his oral so in that instance I am very aware of if my partner is receptive to what's happening or not happening and if I can introduce a toy at that point point. and I might do that in very subtle ways like tracing the toy up his leg or down his chest or whatever so that he knows that it's present and he has the opportunity to say I'm not interested in that but without actually raising it to be a question of if you are gonna say words to this there's a possibility the words are going to be no. And I don't really like hearing the word no. So if I could skip it and go towards an enthusiastic consent, like we talk about in our consent episode, I think that that's a reasonable way to do it. Again, I am always, always, always respectful if somebody doesn't want something done to their body. But I do think that it's valid to say that there's a way to do it without having the perhaps uncomfortable conversation. Now, The asterisk to that is, if you are with a man who is of the position that toys are emasculating, that could be really offensive. So you should know your partner beforehand if you're going to take my approach. And that's the only disclaimer I have to my approach.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that approach, especially with that disclaimer. Mm -hmm.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I love that we could have taken that sidestep. Allie girl, what did you learn here today?
1: that I'm apparently triggered by the idea of insertable sex toys being various other materials in the past. (laughs) Gonna just promptly forget all of that.
0: Oh my god, you know what? I totally didn't even have on there either. Like, I had stone on there, but there are so many types of like crystals. Like, I legitimately almost bought myself a black obsidian dildo. I really almost did because it gave me happy vibes. But like, that's a thing. Like there are so many types. I
1: just would. Wood. Wood and leather. No, no, I'm just moving on. Please continue. What did you learn here?
0: Honestly, I learned, I learned a lot, but I think more than anything, I learned of a bunch of new places to go find sex toys that I'm very excited about. Babeland was really impressive. Lovehoney.com was really impressive. And also the wildflowersex.com. That site was really impressive also. um, And I also, you know what? Honest to God, seriously, the thing I learned now that I'm really thinking about it. The number of toys that are applicable in use specifically for couples. I had no idea that there were that many toys that were made specifically for couples. I've always ever only used my toys, which are obviously like very feminine geared toys like vibrators and dildos like so that's my realm and i have a rose which shout out to the fucking rose yes yes girl get yourself a rose it's so worth it but i really mean it like i didn't know that there were toys that were that vast for couples so that's what i learned here today
2: nice hell yeah
0: yeah
1: i liked it aj before we complete our wonderful outro ritual that i'm sure is gonna go perfectly we would love for you to please plug your pod and where everyone can find you guys. The Dads!
2: You got it. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. I am AJ, aka The Stone from Dads on Dayquil podcast. That's Dayquil with two L's at the end. You can find our link tree. That's Linktree slash Dads on Dayquil. And you can find us on every platform we're on. Merch store, YouTube, everything. Dads on Dayquil. We love taboos. Thank you so much for having us on. You've been our near and dear friends from the inception of our podcast essentially and uh you know there have been a couple podcasts to come and go that we were good friends with but we're really really happy that you guys are here and still good friends with us you know as we're both episodes and episodes and episodes dozens of episodes in at this point you know i love you two very much and thank you so much for having me on
1: we loved having you on Mm, i love you so much
0: (laughs) it's true we love you. We love all the dads. We really do. We talk about the dads all the time on our show. We really recommend all of their content really seriously. If you guys are in need of a good laugh on a Wednesday, Dads on Dayquil is so where it's at. Cannot recommend enough. And also, for anybody who has heard our Basement Flooded episode, Dad Named Jordan the gnome is I was like dad named dad named Jordan <laughs> the gnome is our guest in that episode so we have two of the three dads on episodes currently and Josh looking at you to get you scheduled as well
2: Heyo! Josh, A.K. The Dome, Jordan, A.K. The Gnome, and A.J. A.K. The Stone from the Dads on Dayquil cool podcast. We love Taboo so much. Thank you so much for listening. We really, really appreciate it. And uh, we look forward to your episodes every week.
1: So, dear listeners, we hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as we did and that it brought you a ton of pleasure. If you want to reach out to us about it, you can do so at Taboo's The Pod on Instagram and Twitter. We're just Taboo's on Facebook. We're taboospodcast at gmail.com. If you want to send us an email, it's been a while. If you want to reach out, we exist. We're there. Hi. <laughs> we also have a website. It's taboospod.com. And we are on Patreon as well. If you want to support the show, there's some fun things on there, like our quick shots about socks in bed. Ooh. We
0: hate socks in bed. I would rather have more than six dildos and potentially <laughs> get in trouble by the state of Texas than ever have socks in bed. If you don't know what we're talking about, go check out our Patreon page. Actually, that's a lie. Go check out just our library because that quick shot is in our library, but all future quick shots will be on our Patreon page. So please go subscribe to any of the tiers if that is of interest to you because those quick shots are Fucking hilarious, and we have some really good ones coming. So you're gonna you're gonna want to be a part of that.
1: There's also our blooper reels and apparently our meeting, which I didn't know was posted on Patreon. And about a month ago? Mm.
0: Where is our meeting? Where is our meeting posted?
1: You posted it on Patreon. It's like our meeting story.
0: Is it an audio track? Or did I write it? What is it? And
1: it's an audio track. Oh. You labeled it, like, our super special meeting. I was like, what the fuck is
2: this? Celeste is like, I plead the fifth? Uh, what? What did I do?
0: It sounds like a title I would make.
2: (laughs) So if
1: you want to hear the things that Celeste doesn't remember, that's there as well. (laughs)
2: there's a baby yoda in a swing right behind you yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and on that note do, do you
2: be taboos